Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. And we are back in the studio. Welcome to Cruise Control. My name is Buki, your host as usual. It's time for us to go through the blocks and see what's happening around town. What's the, what's, what's the news around the tech ecosystem like? And it's sad to say... First, I don't like giving all sad news, but let's start with sad news, then we move on to other news. So let's pay homage to those we have lost. I don't like when founders, they die, especially people who are very prominent in like the tech industry. I mean, these are people who have actually brought monumental changes. They've revolutionized the way we do things. And I'm talking about no other person, but the CEO of Cash App. I mean, if you're one of those people who have people in the abroad, yeah, you would know. Uh, almost everybody talks about cash up me, cash up me, send me some money. All of those stuff, it's simplified the way people transfer money. I mean, across continents, across countries. It has over 70 million users. That's how useful this app is as being to people's life it simplified the way people carry out transaction customers to merchant pair to pair it's helped people a lot i remember the last time a founder died and it really really hurt me was when the founder of go died i don't like news like this especially when it's like premeditated kind of or assassination and all of those stuff because Honestly, why is it that people in the world don't like successful people? I, I, I still find it very hard to understand why we can accept that some people would be better off than you. Some people would have ideas. Some people would have opinions. Some people would have thoughts that like way, way higher than you, smarter than you, faster than you, better than you. There's just a lot of animosity around successful people. Just had to put that out there because ah i don't know why the world or people just don't like people doing better and uh the news came off on tuesday bob lee who is the creator and former ceo cto of cash app was killed in a fatal stabbing i mean on tuesday it was reported that he was stabbed and was rushed to the hospital where he took his last breath Bob Lee worked at Google for the first few years of Android, focusing on core library development, and also he joined MobileCon. He then joined Square, the payment company that later became Block to develop its Android app, and he became the CEO, first CTO, and also created Cash App. So this man is popularly known by people in the tech industry as the Crazy Bob. A lot of people had things to say about, let's call him Crazy Bob, because that's the nickname he went by when he was alive. So many people had a whole lot of things to say, and this were like really, really good uh, statement. Because when you leave, I've come to understand that when you leave the world, you leave the world either a better place or you leave the world the way you came in. And so many, it's sad to say that so many people just want to come and go. But I would advise you, if you're listening to me right now, even as I'm saying this, I feel like I'm also saying it to myself that we should always find a way to impact 
our society, impact the world. While you're looking to change the world, because the world is so big and some people might be frightened by how big and vast the world is. So try changing yourself, then changing those around you and changing the lives of the environment you find yourself. And gradually, gradually, you can take over the world. Because of exposure to what we have in Africa, we're making these changes gradually. So it's good to see. It's good to see. So I'm just advising your legacy leaves behind when you're gone. A lot of people had things to say. Even Jack Dorsey, he no longer identifies himself with Twitter. So I can't really put a Twitter recognition to Jack Dorsey's name. So he went on Noter to actually put up a post that, yes, he's been getting calls that it's real. Bob is actually gone for real. There were, there were other people who responded. The guy who created Figma also responded that he met Bob when he was 14 years old. That was in 2006. And he actually just believed in the young champ and actually supported him. So he was able to create Figma. It was like a geek meeting somebody that actually understood him. And he didn't feel weird or quirky or anything. It was actually just embraced and they worked through the process of him becoming one of the biggest uh, programmer and he created Figma. So this guy has been very, very active in supporting techies, making sure that dreams come to life. He was also somebody that people are saying he just had like innovative ideas, especially in the fintech industry. It's really sad. I don't know what led to him being stabbed. Um, investigations are still ongoing, but uh, it's just sad to, to, to announce the passing of this guy. I don't know. It just feels so sad. I don't like people dying. I don't like people dying. It's really, really sad. My name is Buki, and of course, this is Cruise Control. And of course, jumping straight into money talks because CBN wants NIBSS, which is the Nigerian Interbank Settlement System. So they want the Nigerian Interbank Settlement System to control access to open banking infrastructure. So for this particular update, I wanted to get clear and straight on what open banking system is because not everybody is banking or financial experts or you know we're not that savvy savvy like that and i just wanted to break it down so i went out and checked for open banking system so what does open banking mean it's um, also known as open bank data so open banking is a banking practice that provides third-party financial service providers open access to consumer banking transaction and other financial data from banks and non-bank financial institutions through the use of api which is known as application programming interface and open banking also allows the networking of accounts and data across institutions for use by consumers. So what this news is that Nigeria banking system, which is the Nigerian interbanking settlement system, they want to control how data is being shared with the third party. So they had a meeting recently at the CBN and the central bank wants NIBSS to serve as an aggregator for bank and fintech APIs for Banking industry professionals are centralizing API access into the settlement system operator in the opposite 
of open banking, meaning they are already like circulating all of this. And now CBN wants this to be controlled. So it's been going on. This regulation has been in the works for the past two years. And they are looking for ways that they can adopt open banking in Nigeria to foster the sharing of customers' permission data between banks and the third-party firm just to enable customer-focused products and services. I mean, a lot of us have been sharing our information with not just banking institutions, maybe there are products that you're buying online we now have businesses online activated and most of them need your data they need access for to your bank so you can settle the payment options and all of that stuff so right now it's they're looking for ways that this can be regulated that the third party does not have all of your information like your transactions like your balance and all of those things but most people are saying after the meeting was held so to explain that it's like going through one channel to now get to other channels rather than just being exposed to any channel you really want it's like you have to go through ATR to now start getting to other tech related media so that's what the CBN is trying to regulate here and most of the um, stakeholders are saying this is not feasible and everything is still in the works conversation is still ongoing As per this guideline, the Open Banking Registry API's interface would serve as the primary means by which API providers manage the registration of their API consumers. So when Central Bank held the talks, which was done last week, the financial sector players also discussed the next step for creating the registry and accessing bank API. So this is still ongoing right now, and industry professionals who were at the meeting were also saying that there is really no qualms with what NIBSS is planning to do and for maintaining the open banking registry. They just oppose that the CBN's move to impose centralized control to open banking API through NIBSS is like wanting to connect everybody and just be the main channel and the main focus. If we if we actually look through the books, I've noticed how CBN has been trying to be like the key player in front, then every other person at the back, they're like the captain of the ship. And now seeing that traditional banking is not just the only way we bank now in Nigeria, they're looking for ways that they could still be like the key regulator of the banking system and the banking world. So this is going on right now. It's still in the pipeline what's going to happen. Banking and fintech insiders are actually on the edge and on their toes, seeing how this is going to work with the CBN and, of course, the Nigerian Bankers Committee. They're just trying to see how both the regulator of the open banking and the participants in the open banking system can all work together. Yes. And still around the blocks talking about money, money, money 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 so africa's latest unicorn mnt helen they're answering a very key question as to the fintech industry and e-commerce also how come they're not connecting with the other unicorns that are close to them talking about the uae dubai and all of that stuff the evaluation of 400 million dollars and they are like close to having a valuation of $1 billion. So they are now like the 
eighth unicorn in Africa, joining the list that includes a Flutter Wave, a Senegalese Wave, and a couple of other unicorns right now. MNT Helen now joined as the eighth unicorn in Africa. And of course, they are looking to cover not just Egypt's like they are thrilled to be part of Egypt's greatest fintech success story, says the CEO. And for context, the CEO Chimera Investment is also a subsidiary of Royal Group, a conglomerate of 60 businesses, which is shared by Sheikh Tanun. And of course, UAE is national security. They've been working with these people because they are so it's in Egypt. They're close to the UAE, Dubai, the Arab uh, region and all of that stuff. So right now, startup stakeholders in Egypt are really, really excited about this arrival. And of course, they believe that there will be spillover of funds. I mean, evaluation of $1 billion. And of course, they have $400 million in financing so businesses are looking to tap into this and i like the fact that africa now has like the eight unicorns you get do you get but speaking of one of the unicorn is actually struggling here in nigeria that is flutter wave what's really happening with flutter wave getting hacked what's really happening with the system how are we able to manage this we've always screamed we want unicorns unicorns in africa but are we really managing what we have very well because this is becoming a scary news every time just knowing that your funds are not really safe or are they really safe should be the question and of course moving the conversation straight into the flutter wave region let's see what's really happening are they trying to ruffle our feathers i mean just off the back of february when they announced that they've reached an evaluation mark of three billion dollars a milestone that confers flutter wave as one of the biggest fintech in africa and of that information just being put out there flutter wave experienced so many things they were hacked and they lost 2.9 billion naira in march first they denied that it didn't happen and later they started closing and freezing some accounts that's account that had transfers done from the hackers account to other accounts so they were closing it and now there's been news around the blog that flutterwave has gotten hacked for the second and third time guys I don't even know how to feel. And right now, Flutterwave hasn't really come out to uh, say anything in regards to this news being out there. But investigation is still ongoing. And it was reported that over 500 million naira was transferred from accounts, different accounts, and used to pay for cryptocurrency. Guys, a lot is really happening. And I feel so sorry for Flutterwave right now. We all talk about cybersecurity. I remember one time, I think it was around my workplace and we got into this conversation around the tech ecosystem was really happening. And somebody was saying that Nigerians act like they don't need cybersecurity. I'm like, no, we do need cybersecurity personnel around us because a whole lot of information right now is accessible to people. We have hackers on the fast rising, just as we have innovators and everything. We also have hackers on the fast rising guys they are coming up in every corners and every area 
areas. Some are black hats, some are white hats, and some are gray hats. Yes, there are different type of hackers. But the cybersecurity uh, department, I feel like people should also look into going into that area. I mean, if you cannot invent something, you could help track and trace and, of course, see how you can stop this crazy fraudulent activities happening with people's accounts people's email people's data and all of those stuff but right now this breach which happened in march hasn't been confirmed by flutterwave yet but they've been saying that the money was moved and of course used to pay for cryptocurrency and i don't know flutterwave just seems to be having just it's just crazy you know just thinking of how people's money especially merchants and because they 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 don't just help pair to pair they help consumers to to merchant also help sort out payment option and everything and they've been doing this since 2016 yes they've been doing this since 2016 and it's really sad to see that after so much work being put into creating flutterwave they're actually looking this bad right now but i hope that everything is going to be sorted out because the people who actually reported that their accounts were frozen in march haven't really gotten the legal permission for the account to be unfrozen and they're still there waiting for all of this to be sorted out and now there's a second and third bridge into flutterwave's account please make it make sense just find how you can back up your system because people funds it's not just people because people will still get their money but you've built a strong strong system for fintech and right now i don't want to hear that you're struggling i want to hear that you're making progress your evaluation is not just hitting three billion dollars you can go into hundreds I, I see positive things for you, Flutter Wave. This has so many people on their toes right now, especially those merchants who have been dealing in large numbers. They're like looking what's really going to happen to their money. Most cryptocurrency traders also use this account. They use Flutter Wave for so many of their transactions, and people are really skeptical. I don't want them losing users. They have over 900,000 users as of report and they are established in close to 100 or more countries around the world their headquarters is in san francisco they've been running things and doing well for the past since 2016 that's almost seven years so right now i wish they can actually just put out the word to assure people that the system is safe and people can carry out transaction with the surety that their money is going to be delivered and nothing happens to people's money of course you know this also on the path that they always raise funds they've been in their series d fundraising parts for now series d i mean they're doing well and uh, i don't know that's what's happening with flutter wave and we hope we hope that they sort this out and it's been a while since i've talked about ai artificial intelligence and of course how it's actually changed so many things in a matter of months i mean this is like the fastest technology innovation that i've seen so far and not just being the fastest has got people being skeptical and cynical and you know people just imagining things right now because the the way 
AI moved really fast and replicated into ChatGPT, OpenAI, chatbots, and how big tech companies have actually inculcated this artificial intelligence into their systems, the way they operate, and all of that stuff. I mean, Snapchat, Google, Microsoft, all of these people have adapted into artificial intelligence to actually sort out people's problems. And not just that, the way it's being able to converse with humans, like just making it look like me and you now guy how now how and of course how people are now thinking that this is actually going to outsmart us outnumber us and all of that stuff and having like the industry watchdog also warning us and warning these companies that they need to close down and effectively try out these things for six months before actually exposing it to the world i mean they're just using people for test run right now that's what they're saying and people are really calling for ai to actually be just just slow down okay just slow it down we've had people like Elon Musk. we've had people like gary marcus and even experts in the ai departments in university top universities have also called for ai to be paused at the moment but meanwhile doctors are actually trying out something interesting with this um, artificial intelligence they are trying to scan images like so whatever i'm thinking of right now let's say i'm thinking of a flower pot using ai and also using the fmri which is actually used for brain scanning in the hospitals and big labs so when they used this too they were able to recreate the images that the brain activity was actually processing and uh, the doctors and scientists are saying this in the next future like a decade later is going to help people a lot like maybe disabled people is going to help them process the activities happening in their brain i see what they mean here i see exactly what they mean but then on the larger picture people can lay their hands on this type of information and recreate another brain activity or bookie and it's like okay all up so now that this is being paused and the doctors are now working on how ai can help them in the laboratory in their scientific field and all of that stuff is really great i mean to think that some of the x-rays machine that we have now never existed in let's say four five decades ago but right now it's helped the medical field a lot so now they're seeing how ai artificial intelligence can actually help in the medical field help people that are involved in accidents people that are disabled and help them process the activity happening in their brain it's actually very impressive what they've done because they took a research and actually have someone being tested and the ai results was close uh, really close like similar in terms of color in terms of what the image was depicting but right now they're still in the works and uh, yes color shape semantics all of those stuff and they had it roughly 84 percent that's really good right yes but right now moving away from what the medical field is like because this is good experiment going on right now they are training models on individual participant brain activity over the course this happened over the course of 20 hours so it did even take one full day for ai to be able to replicate someone's brain activity just to 20 hours and researchers believe that just 
in just a decade the technology could be used on anyone anywhere in the world and it might be able to help disabled patients recover what they see what they think and is also an ideal way to communicate just like the way we have cell phone we can communicate so now people will really can't talk let's say you know people just be in comas for for months Yes, so they can have the brain activity of that person still working and communicating with people without having to talk. I see where they're going, honestly. I honestly get the point, but just I've watched too many sci-fi movies right now. I'm just saying there are some people that are so powerful in the world that once they get a hold of this thing, it's going to be crazy. I mean, it's going to be, some people really want to rule the world. It's Pinky and the Brain right here. Guys, what are we going to do tonight? Take over the world. <laughs> Thanks, Lillian. Yes. Um, also, another interesting thing happening with artificial intelligence is they're trying to bring the voice of the dead back. Guys, if you think that what people are saying about AI is just faboo, like they're just yappa yapping here and there, guys, if you are not ready, we're still in Africa feeling comfortable. The world is actually shaking and moving at a pace that you can't really snooze because something might just happen to you. <laughs> somebody somewhere might have your face which i'm coming to but i'm just taking the progress that have been happening with ai just talking about i haven't really talked about ai in quite some time now so right now ai is bringing the voice of the dead and they're already trying this with edward Herman, who is a prolific actor who narrates dozens of audiobooks i'm an audiobook fan i don't know about people who say they don't like audiobooks see six hours audiobook would save me close to two months of reading a book i've been reading a book for the past one month plus now that's like my eighth book or so far three book in this in this year but i've listened to four audiobooks already in just this one month so i see the point they're trying to bring back a voice that people can resonate with that can calmly give you that feel you can relax and enjoy the books because there are some audiobooks that if you listen to the voice like this guy you just be wondering Am I really going to enjoy this or the voice is just... Yeah. Yeah. So they're trying to bring back the voice of this man who is a London-based... Uh, they're trying to generate this. And the company that's trying to do this, it's Deep Zen Limited. It's a London-based artificial intelligence startup that has given access to the actor's past recordings. And of course, his family has given them the permission to actually bring the voice alive. Artificial intelligence can do so many stuff. I, I I feel like at this point, my brain is even trying to process. I remember one of my online mentors talking about how somebody approached her and asked her to come and um, ensure her voice. And I'm like, as a Nigerian, I'm just thinking, what's this lady saying? And she said she just signed the deal that her voice has been insured. Even she couldn't believe that her voice was going to be insured because she thought, okay, it will be the likes of Beyonce, Rihanna, you know, all these people who have got amazing voice and the world worships. Those are the people that can insure their voice. So now I'm telling you something again. No, this is news. You can insure your voice. Lillian, go and insure that your sweet, soft voice. Please, insure your voice. I'm definitely going to insure my pigeon English voice because I feel like that's the sweetest. Someone came to my house and was trying to speak English to me. I'm like, please, I beg. I've spoken English from morning till now. I want to speak pigeon English when I get home. <laughs> Just speak me the waffy English. Maybe I you the yan. Yeah, if, if artificial intelligence can speak waffy, Omar, 
Dabai, guy vidato. Who is your guy? Artificial intelligence. Yeah, speaking of, artificial intelligence is also recreating model face. And um, people have been like coming at this particular experiment because they're like, how far? How, what's all this going on? What's happening right here? So they are trying to recreate the shape of models. Um, I remember, is it Walmart or Primark? They actually have this thing where if you go to buy clothes, you can actually try on the clothes without actually having to wear the clothes. So they take a picture of you. They take uh, the, it's like monogram or something. They take the measurement of your body size, shape and everything without you having to move so after scanning you they replicate it on the screen and the outfits you pick will be tried on so they can you can see that okay it looks good and you can check the angles i mean if you've got folds if you've got flat tummy if you've got a uh, big tummy everything you get to see how it's going to look right now it's like saying that we don't need models again we can now create our own model create the shape of face and everything I feel for me that this is so much that we're not even ready for. Can you see where they are going with all of this? It would be like at some point, I don't need the next human being beside me. If they can actually make me a husband. Me, I don't mind though. <laughs> I don't know where that thought came from. But it's just the single side of me talking. If artificial intelligence can create me a husband, he has to be tall, loyal, communicator he has to be rich he has to be loving caring um doesn't talk too much because i talk for a living so i don't need someone that talks too much so if you can create me something nice i think it's a really long list i have i might have to check the list and give you my specification but i'm just asking if you can do it please let me know you can actually email me at bukolaharrison at gmail.com it's for artificial intelligence don't email me what is not necessary okay artificial intelligence is definitely definitely something good but with time we'll be able to measure what we can do with it and how we can let it relate to our everyday life because now it's like invasion of privacy so many people are complaining why companies are rejoicing because now you have chatbots that respond to people customers and all of that stuff you have chatbot that is giving you quick response you have chat gpt helping you break down your proposal break down your strategy session and all of that stuff people are really embracing this thing but what's where is the limit that's why it's been called to be shut down for the next six months i'm sure when the big industry player and watchdogs they actually go through a whole lot of this and see what has been made and what is yet to be made then we'll be able to know where we're going my name is Buki, your host on cruise control i've had an amazing day with you and i can't wait to come back tomorrow and do the same thing at 80 hour till tomorrow i'll be back same time 12 p.m all the way to 3 p.m thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com